0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the WM32 football podcast. Once again, it is me and Nelson in the hot seats Um, and today we are reacting to the news. I'm pretty sure anybody involved in football would have seen it yesterday. If not, what were you doing? Um, Because Frank Lampard um, has lost his job as Chelsea manager. So um, obviously a couple of weeks ago we went through perhaps what, um, Frank was experiencing at the time um, but now obviously he has lost his job so, so it's going to be down to, to me and Nelson to kind of chew the fat and, and pick the the meat off the bones in terms of what, um, what has happened at, at Chelsea and what happened to Frank Lampard but also what's going to happen next with the imminent appointment of former Mainz, Borussia Dortmund, and Paris Saint-Germain manager Thomas Tuchel. Um, so, Nelson, as we said there, Frank has lost his job. Um, his last game actually was a win in the FA Cup against Luton Town. Um, so, Nelson, was there anything there from that particular game or in recent weeks that made you feel like Frank losing his job was inevitable? Or or what did you think he'd get more time?
1: um first and foremost happy to be here obviously like you said we spoke about Frank uh, a couple of weeks back um and I think at the end of the podcast we both said that it's likely that he will probably keep his job but um now it shows we're what looking we
0: know shows what we know
1: <laughs> the fact that you know he's not he's not there anymore I think I'm a little bit disappointed. I still think he should have been given the time, especially on, on the back of what he did last season with the limited resources he had at the club and the transfer embargo as well that the Chelsea had to face. Um, I wouldn't say there were a few pinpoint moments that you you argue, you, you, asked, you asked about if there were certain moments that maybe show that his is his job. You know, it was inevitable for him to leave. I think you could argue the FA Cup final loss to Arsenal may have been a factor um as an arsenal fan myself i certainly headed into that game actually not fearing chelsea as much as i would even though they finished fourth and were at the back of you know you know getting the champions league place i was not very worried at all um, we obviously ended up winning it so you could argue that the fact that you know and it's crazy because arteta and lampard were both in their kind of first season arteta having half a season actually both being experienced inexperienced managers that they are, and one of them would have basically gotten a trophy within their first year of managing the club, so obviously Arteta landed out on top, but um, I would argue the FA Cup final loss was the reason, I think, as well which we might get into later on today, is the, the transfer kitty that he had at his disposal, you know with £200 million, um, that all that money to spend I'm sure he wasn't allowed to spend, I'm sure he, he and him and his team did his recruitment and tried to find the right players you know, to suit his kind of projects. Um, we look, you know, you look at Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, Eduard Mendy, the most notable signings. And um, with that kind of money that you spend, the expectation with that kind of money is results. And you know, it's been something that we can't argue that. You know, you know that that's been Chelsea's culture at the club. I think since Abramovich has taken over, it's been results, 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 results. And um, I think the the, the average time a coach spends there's roughly 3 years. Like even Mourinho, one of the most successful managers in history, I think they've last more than 3 years at the club. So um it, it's kind of I wouldn't say worrying but um it's not surprising that you know he was sacked, you know, you know when you look at the culture of the Chelsea club. But I would probably pinpoint the Europa Cup final lost and the 200 million kind of you know the money that he had available in the transfer window, but what what about yourself um yeah, that question you asked me, what do you, what do you think? You know? um, Well, I watched the
0: uh, FA Cup game against Luton um, on Sunday and felt that Luton were sort of in the game without really sort of doing a lot. You just felt that, um, you know, Chelsea perhaps should have looked to take the game to them a bit more. Yes, OK, you know that, that Chelsea are the Premier League side and they've got you know, undoubted quality within the, within the team and within the squad. But, you know, at the same time, I don't think that they sustained a period of real sort of pressure and sustained a lot of attacks towards Luton's goal. I always felt that Luton, um, like I say, was sort of in the game and you just felt if for Luton, if they perhaps um, held on or kept it one nil, you know, they might go down the other end and, and nick a goal. Um, which they which they did and Luton did make a a bit of a game of it. Um, you know I was actually speaking to one of my friends who's a who's a Luton fan and um, he was slightly disappointed with the way that Luton played. And it's like, okay, I'm not no disrespect to Luton. Obviously they're a Championship club um, and doing doing okay this season compared to where they were last season. But you know for a club the size of Chelsea, um, you wouldn't sort of anticipate a a tricky homed game. In a, in a cup tie against a team that's in a division below you um, as well so yeah like I say Chelsea wasn't overly convincing for me um, but yeah I think at the same time um, you know, I don't think Frank's sacking was sort of on the wall um, or it was inevitable that he was going to get the sack I know they've been through a bit of a bad patch um, in the Premier League obviously not that long ago top of the Premier League um, and they've just hit a bit of bad form I think most teams in the league this season uh especially the the sort of renowned top six have had bad runs this season um you know we've seen it earlier on in the season Arsenal were down there 15th um best spell of the season for me um (coughs) being a Tottenham fan and seeing Arsenal down there I was like yeah I was buzzing um you know City didn't start off that great. They're now starting to pick up a bit of form. Um, Liverpool, it looks like, are a, a hitting a bit of a bad patch at the moment. Obviously, they've done well with their defensive injuries to sort of be where they are, really, Liverpool for me. Um, you know, and it's quite strange because at a similar time when Chelsea were top of the league and everybody was fra- praising Frank Lampard, Ole was, you know, on the warpath and he was going to lose his job. Um, so it just shows how quickly in football things can turn around for you because you know United are sitting sitting pretty at the at the top of the league where actually they were they were near Arsenal at one point and, and near sort of the bottom of the bottom of the league. Um, you know Tottenham have been indifferent, um, I think, throughout um, parts of the season. Obviously, yes, there was a time where where Tottenham were top of the league um, and I was buzzing, um, but you know we've kind of fell away a little bit. Um, so I just think it was almost. Chelsea's turn, um, but I think you made a good point there about the culture at Chelsea. They are very ruthless, um, and it is right if you're not getting results. Okay, we're going to give you some time to try and turn it around. Um, yeah, but if it's, if we see that it's not working, we're we're getting rid. Um, and I think Abramovich's statement yesterday was big um, because it's the first time he's publicly come out and said anything regarding a manager being sacked. Um, but also his comments within that statement about there being no clear sense of direction in order to turn this bad bit of form around. And um, I looked at that and I was a bit, you know, shocked, if anything, because it's like, OK, you don't... Obviously, clearly, they didn't have faith in Frank to turn it around, but to say there's no sort of clear path or clear direction, I thought that wording... Um, was very very strong um, because usually you'd say okay you know we've just got rid because things weren't working out or anything like that but like I say to to word it as no sort of clear path of direction to turn it round um, I think was was like I say very very strong and considering we still got half the season left so there's still a lot of football to be played um, you know yeah. all the big guns are going to be playing each other. Um, you know even in the next sort of two weeks um you know we've got some big big games there um so teams are going to start dropping points and you know it could be that Chelsea end up you know i know they're sort of ninth at the minute but you know they could end up back in back in the hunt for the top 4 so yeah but am i am i sort of surprised by the fact Chelsea have sacked a manager no am i surprised potentially of who it was it that they've got rid of, and who was in charge? Maybe, but I think that sentiment and that um, and that has gone. Um, so, yeah, it was um, like I say, it was actually quite funny, really, because it's a club legend and somebody that has given a lot of service to the football club, um, won many many different things there, um, and yet, kind of, eighteen months into his project. Um, and his ideas, um, you you want to you want to pull rank and get rid. Like I say, it's it's probably because it's Chelsea that nobody's surprised. I think it was if it was majority of other clubs in the league. I think we would be a lot more a lot more surprised. Um, to be honest,
1: yeah. Um, completely, hundred percent agree with you. Not surprised about regarding the culture of the club. Um, one sorry, thing that sorry, I wanted sorry, to talk Nels, about we, is
0: we, sorry, Nels, we missed you. Uh, we uh, you froze a little bit for a minute there, so I don't know if you just wanted to perhaps go over um, your point. Oh, that, that you were yes, dating. I was just
1: saying that um, I completely 100% agree with what you said regarding you know the way Chelsea kind of handled it, and especially that Abramovich statement that you mentioned. Like we rarely hear him come out and actually talk to the media, so. One of the things that got to me regarding that especially was maybe, you know, that sentiment that you mentioned that, you know, Frank has with the club. I, I guess as a part of which that actually cares to actually come out, you know, and wish Frank the best as well. But again, a Chelsea fan, it, it, it makes you think, you know, it makes me like what kind of direction are they actually Heading into like it makes you worry what kind of direction into a clear sense of direction. I think that's another as well. So we'll have to wait and see. What you know, Chelsea are gonna. We 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 hear that you know the imminent arrival of Thomas Tuchel is coming pretty soon uh, to join the club. Um, but we're gonna have to wait and see. I think as a Chelsea fan, I'd be worried, like what kind of direction are we going in for our owner to say there's no clear sense of direction. So um, as a rival fan, you will probably be, you know, like, you know, enjoy that, you know, Chelsea is struggling right now, but um, I imagine Chelsea fans right now, are a bit kind of like thinking, what's going like, to, how are we going to move forward? What direction are you going to go into? And another thing I was going to ask is, you know, they had the 200 million pounds available to spend and they bought the likes of Kai Havertz, um, Timo Werner, Dwight. So I wanted to ask you first uh, in regards to recruitment: What do you think? How do you think Chelsea recruitment's been in terms of you know the, the people that they bought over the summer? Do you think it was the right players to suit Frank's style, or do you think they just thought, okay, we have the money, let's just show off that we can spend that much money?
0: Um, I just want to kind of pick up on one of your points where you said about. Um, the um you know what as a fan what direction now are the club going into I think when Frank came in obviously we know the the transfer ban um and whatnot but it seemed that Frank had a clear philosophy and that was to bring through younger players now okay first year he probably had to do it because his hands were tied um but I think you know Yes, he spent £200 but by and large, he's still stuck with a lot of those players that he um, embedded into the Chelsea team last season. You know, Reese James has almost cemented himself now as the number one right-back for for Chelsea and has broken into the England squad off the back of that. Um, You know, Mason Mount is an England player as well. Again, looks like a fixture in the England team and the England squads, um, whatever we make of that. Um, I know I called him overrated a couple of weeks ago, but you still have yeah. to, you know, credit where it's due. Frank's got him, you know, into the England side. Tammy Abraham is, you know, seems like Chelsea's number one centre forward in terms of the fact that he plays more often than not. Um, all right, his goal return perhaps isn't the greatest, um, but he's. But Frank has backed him uh, along the way. Uh, Billy Gilmore's come in and looked tidy. Um is probably the best way I can describe it um so yeah, and I think he's given a couple of other younger younger players some some minutes and some debuts as well so it seemed like there was that clear plan and there was that clear philosophy there from lampard yes, okay, yeah. if we can't bring a player through for that position um right we may have to go and buy um go and buy one um but back on to uh recruitment um the the short answer is that Chelsea played Football Manager um, and FIFA in the summer, um, so they had all this money and went, here we go let's let's have a let's have a bit of a spend up. Um, it was almost as if Lampard had worked with his recruitment team um, and those at the board to identify players for positions that he wanted. Um, you know, I I. You know watching Marcus Alonso, um, I wouldn't trust him as a left back, um, which is quite annoying because he, he often scores against Tottenham as well, which is really, really annoying, as well like, really annoying. Um, so <laughs> it's like Frank needed a left back, obviously, went and bought Ben Chilwell, um, potentially needed a centre half or or two, um, and Frank ended up with two on a three, and Thiago Silva. Um, a Malang Saar, who ended up going out on loan to to Porto, and any football manager players out there know how good Malang Sar is. is. Um, so it's one yes, of those if you yes. if you know about Malang Saar, you know about Malang Saar. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, it's almost as if that, like I say, Frank wanted certain players, um, or he pinpointed certain positions. You know, he need, he wanted a striker to perhaps provide competition for Abraham and Giroud. Got Timo Werner. Perhaps needed some players that could play out wide. Got Ziyech, um, because obviously he'd lost Pedro and William. so he bought. So you know he's bought in Ziyech, um and people like that. It's almost as if you know he's he's identified all these positions that he needs and he's got them all. So now he's thinking, oh snap, I've got them all like all at once. Usually you'd go, you might look at it and go, well we might need um, another winger, but not yet. So it might have been say this window or next summer they might have bought a winger in or they might have bought in a centre forward next year, or they might have bought yeah. in a centre half next year or something like that um, in terms of your planning. Um, but I think I said a couple of weeks ago as well, it's almost like half of I looking at it for me, I think half of Chelsea's business would have probably been done last year, but for the transfer ban. So Obviously, they've, they've been able to sort of shortlist and identify players with the hope that they will get them in the summer, in this January transfer window that we're in now, and then next summer, and sort of plan ahead. But like, it sort of almost feels like they've got every single one of the, the positions that they've pinpointed, they've got every single one. So then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, the outlay, 200 odd million, um, you know. And yeah, I just think with that he's then struggled to try and fit all the players in to a way of playing that suits everybody. Um and listen, I know Frank's not going to be one to you know, he's gonna upset people along the way. That's the nature of, of the beast and the nature of the job. Um but he's it's almost like he's tried to appease too many at one time. Um and instead of perhaps you know I know he's had a bit of a, a sticky time sort of this season. Obviously he's lost his job, but you know, sort of at the start of the season he had players that he'd bought in that were injured, so they couldn't come in and get to grips with with how they wanted to work. Obviously short on preseason, again, that that has an effect. Um but let's not forget Chelsea went on a I think sixteen game unbeaten run at this season. So who who's getting credit for that then? right now because Frank's lost his job was it Frank at the time was it the players it seems like now it's almost like well it's the players because I know you can't chop a squad of players but the manager's got the chop um so yeah I think yeah I think recruitment wise it like I say looks like they've played football manager or or FIFA um <laughs> but you know like I say at the same time it's like they've identified all these positions like a goalkeeper they brought in Edouard Mendy um you know I think I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. He's probably one of the most overrated goalkeepers in the league. He still doesn't convince me but um you know somebody somewhere is convinced um or was convinced by him in in his performances and then has convinced frank um jody morris and and then the people above to to sign him um so yeah, I think that's sort of where where I see the uh, recruitment um side of things. Um, from from Frank Lampard's sort of tenure, um, or certainly this season anyway. I know like last season he brought in Kovacic and made that a permanent, um, but then Kovacic's been very in and out of the team. Uh, Jorginho's been in and out of the team. Kante doesn't look the same player um, anymore, and I think that's probably why Lampard wanted Declan Rice, but then I think, uh, or what's emerged uh, since Lampard's sacking is that actually... Lampard really, really wanted Declan Rice and those above said no, because obviously Declan Rice, as we know, uh, was once upon a time at Chelsea. Um, so they're kind of looking at it as, well, we'll have a massive egg on our face if we bring somebody back that we've let go. Um, but Lampard seemed convinced to have him to have him in there. But what I did like about Frank as well was that there, was, there did seem to be a, a little bit or started to develop a bit of an English or British kind of core within the side. Um, Like I say, Tammy Abraham, Hudson Odoi was there, Mason Mount, uh, Rhys James, Chilwell, um, Tamori, who's just gone out on loan to to AC Milan, which for me was a massive surprise. So, you know, Gilmore, um, I don't know if I mentioned him, but yeah, there seemed to be that just starting to get perhaps that British core. And obviously Declan Rice would have added added to that. Um, So, yeah. I don't know what you think, uh, recruitment-wise, uh, for for Chelsea. So I'd be keen to get uh, keen to get your thoughts on that. Oh no! Sorry, Nels, we, you you froze again. Um, so I was just saying about the the recruitment, um, and was keen to get keen to get your your thoughts on it on it.
1: Yeah, sorry, you were saying, Wes, uh I apologise for a little breakdown.
0: Uh, no, it was just, um, obviously, I just went into a little bit of detail regarding Chelsea's recruitment and, uh, yeah, I was kind of keen to get, get your thoughts um, on on their recruitment and, and what they've done.
1: Yeah, um, I think to have that money at, at his disposal, I actually think he did well because you mentioned the free chances, especially of Malang Sal, which I was actually surprised when they sent him back out on loan. I thought he'd be given the opportunity to actually prove himself. And I think, I can't, I think, then again, you give credit to Kurt Zuma, who's actually scored more goals, I think, than Aubameyang this season, you know, and um, Thiago Silva's come in and obviously, like you said, they went on that 16-game run. So you kind of look at the whole team and think okay, he's made good business in actually giving Saar maybe more time out on loan and keeping with Thiago Silva and Antonio, um, sorry, and Kurt Zuma. Um, but then you look at obviously the, the likes of Rudiger, who may be you know, who's probably list potentially transfer listed to, to move on, uh, in, yeah, maybe in this window or next summer. And you think, oh, was it the right move to kind of bring Malang Saar out on loan? But, um I think he did well with. Um, I think with what he was given to spend, I think he actually did well. I just the only thing that's been troubling me, obviously, since he's got the sack, is that is it his fault that you mentioned? Like, has he do these players fit into like Has he got the best out of his players in his system, or is it the fact that us or not even us, but you know, the players needed time to adjust to his whole philosophy, his whole kind of way he wants to play, his whole project. Um, I think um, there are some signings that I think, regardless of the manager, whoever is in charge, I think they will be mainstays. You look at Ben Chilwell, I think he's going to be a mainstay in in Chelsea side. Um, I think Edouard Mendy, as much as he doesn't convince you, I think he's actually going to be a mainstay in in the side. Uh, Timo Werner, you know, the, the quality that he has, there's no way that you'd be looking to ship him out and, you know in his in his very first season I think just bide him some time and I think he will come good um Kai Havertz is a 50-50 for me he's he's a 50-50 just because I think he's twenty twenty-one, and again like age is on his side to improve but at the end of the day I think you pay that much money for him and like obviously like again we we talked about the culture Chelsea expect these results so I'm afraid I'm, I'm worried about him in terms of you know his performances 50-50 I think the one I hated moving to Chelsea the most was Hakim Ziyech we know how Ziyech was at Ajax and Ziyech was an absolute killer oh my gosh that run that Ajax went in um, which obviously you guys ended in the Champions League semi-final that Ajax squad a whole load of talent, and Ziek was the one that stood out. And I think his numbers across that season were ridiculous. Like we're talking twenty plus goals, and I think potentially twenty plus assists. So they brought in a real great force in Ziek. And I think when he played in that Chelsea squad, a lot during the season. I think that was one player that I think Frank, but not I wouldn't say relied on the most. But you could tell that Frank got the best out of him in terms of the new signings. Because so I think. Um, his whipped crosses, his kind of, you know, thread of the needle pass, he was able to pick those out. And I think that's Chelsea's best signing so far. But um, I think, like you said, I think there's, he, he, he received everything, I think, too quickly. Everything just came at once. And in that sense, I think it was hard to kind of manage all of them and put them in at the same time. It's almost as if, like, you're on FIFA Ultimate team, you're just putting all the best players but they don't end up having like the right chemistry. Like there's no chemistry between them. So I think that's been a case that Frank Lampard has, has seen, like you said, and they've gone and done a FIFA shop pretty much, but um, we'll have to wait and see, you know, with uh, Thomas Tuchel potentially coming in see what he does uh, with, uh, you know, this whole squad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's quite interesting actually. Um, and your point on Havertz um, again was a real interesting one. I think, Personally think that he probably hasn't played in a role that was similar that and that got that productivity out at Leverkusen. Um, I think sometimes he's been hoisted out on a wing or or whatnot. And I think Havertz actually done his best work in that number 10 role. Um yeah. but the thing is it's like, do I play Havertz? Do I play Mason Mount? Do I play somebody else? Um, and I think as well, I know these sort of players were getting older, but so they have lost that experience. But Pedro had quite a bit of pace out wide um, and Willian was pretty quick. He was, probably not now, Nelson, as you know, being an Arsenal fan, but he was pretty quick, pretty quick um, at one point. So, um, you know, I think perhaps Chelsea might have lost that little bit of pace in the wider areas. I know Ziyech is more... of a a player that would come inside and drift inside. Um, And you had Pulisic, who's been, I think, brilliant for Frank Lampard or was brilliant for Frank Lampard. Um, He was sort of the only one that really had that pace. I think hudson O'Doy didn't particularly get too many chances um, to play. So I think Havertz kind of filled filled a role and filled a gap, um, you know, in between... In between uh, different positions, so it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see now, as you said, with the with the imminent arrival of Tuchel, um, you know where ser- some of these players um, will will end up playing. Um, and speaking of Tuchel, then Nelson, um, what do you think he's going to bring, not only to the Premier League but to uh, but to Chelsea um, as well?
1: Um, I think he's obviously going to bring. His style to, you know, his own personal style to the league, uh, because I was really, I really enjoyed seeing him, especially at his time. I didn't really follow much of his time at PSG simply because we expect the results that PSG have gotten in terms of finishing on top of the league in Liga in France and winning the me- pretty much every domestic trophy that's available there in France. But I think it was his time at Dortmund that really you know got uh i like really paid attention to because obviously he took over from clock um pretty unknown to the masses out there um and then up uh, i think he won the, the the cup i think he won the cup with them uh, before he departed i think obame was actually in that squad as well before um he departed so i think he brought a nice sense of style and i think he kept that tradition of you know dortmund's strategy of like you know buying the hottest or buying you know uh, young prospects and actually building them up and developing them. You had the likes, I think, of Pulisic, who played under him. So I think Pulisic yeah. is someone that may thrive on the Thomas Tuchel show. I think Thomas would know how to get the best out of him. I think at the time at Dortmund, he had uh, Usman Dembele as well, who was an apps like, who actually got ridiculous numbers that season and ended up getting a, a permanent move to Barcelona. Um, I think they'll bring a, I think, obviously, with his preferred formation of 4 three, three attacking I think you're going to see a much more attacking Chelsea um, with you know the, the kind of formation that he he sets out um, I'm, I'm interested to see you know I think the one thing I'm interested to see is uh, we, we know he won't struggle in terms of language you know with him learning English and stuff I think he'll settle right in I think it's just how he will adjust to the style of the Premier League. I think the Premier League when you enter any new manager, I think it's a whole different beast compared to French League which isn't as fast paced as we are. Um you've got Germany which are a bit more technical and got us which are sort of physical. I think that the Premier League has a, a bit of everything. Whereas you know certain leagues miss certain, you know, uh uh kind of qualities. Uh so I think that's the interesting thing to see like how he would adjust to the whole fast pace, you know, Premier League. The fact that, you know, we we lack a winter break. We've had, obviously the other leagues have a winter break, but the fixture list is piling up pretty much in, in uh uh for the for the league right now. So um I think we're gonna see a much more attack in Chelsea personally, I think, you know, with the formation that he likes to set out. And I think uh the, I think we're going to have to wait and see how well he does just because at the end of the day, we don't know. Uh, Chelsea currently sit ninth, I believe. They sit ninth um, and we'll have to see what he'll have to turn around. I think he will turn things around. I personally think he will turn things around um, for the club. Um, will they win a trophy with, at his time there? I do not know. Uh, I think that's another question itself. but I think he will turn things around. I think we're going to see a much more attacking Chelsea. But what, what what are your opinions uh, on on Thomas Tuchel's imminent arrival?
0: Um, I think Tuchel coming in, it was almost... Listen, it was a shot that Frank got the sack in the first place, but it's almost like Chelsea's hierarchy had sort of built up to this moment. It seems that, um, you know, it's a case of just dotting the I's and crossing the T's um, for him to be sort of announced at, at this stage. Um Interesting to see that it's a German manager coming in because um, there could have been a it could have been, um, you know, somebody else that perhaps isn't a, a German coach or a German manager. Um, because Chelsea's sort of two most high profile signings were German um, in, in Werner and in Havertz. Um, you know, I, I would like to think that. Um, Tuchel will, will know those players um as you said uh will know Pulisic will also know Tiago Silva um as well from from their time at, at PSG um I actually think his time at PSG like he did he did brilliantly with them um I think because okay anybody can say well you've got unlimited money you know you can literally go and sign who you want but I think he did quite well in terms of managing those expectations. Um, not only of those above him, but of the players themselves. Um, I think he did well to manage the big egos um, in his time there. And, um, you know, getting them to the Champions League final was, you know, the furthest that PSG have ever got in that competition. Um, and it was just, I think on the day, they just got beaten by the better team, which sometimes you have to sort of hold your hands up and and admit. Um so yeah I think too cool from sort of my understanding is that he is very very close to to his players he likes to get to know them personally um and will I think try and use that um in his favor um when obviously going in there I think he's not got a lot of time really to get his ideas across and I think that That side of things will take a little bit of time um, because there's like relentless sort of fixture schedule in the next uh, you know up and coming months and and weeks um, in the sense that you know I think there's you know midweek fixture program this week um, then mid weekend games and then another round of midweek fixtures um, and and stuff like that so you know obviously every coach every manager wants time on the grass or and, and stuff with the players so he's got a get in quick um, and I wouldn't say stamp his authority, but almost get across his ideas pretty, pretty soon. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited because actually he's a manager that and a coach that I do quite like um, he was one that I would have liked to have seen at Tottenham once upon a time. Um, I think it was around the time, perhaps that, that Pochettino was there was rumours that he might have been going to either Real Madrid or Man United and people used to say to me, like, where's well, if Poch went? Who would you want? Um, and I often used to say Thomas Tuchel. Um, I, you know, he's a, he's a coach that I like. He seems very tactical, very methodical um, in the way that he does things. Um, as you said, I don't think the language will be any issue. I think he speaks good English. Um, so, yeah, it's a case of, you know, wait and see what, what happens in terms of his playing style, because I think he may adapt it um, slightly with, with the players at his disposal at the minute. Um, and then, you know, I think he's got an 18 month uh, contract at, at Chelsea then, but then it's got a, a, an extension for another year. So it could be two and a half years. We'll see what, obviously we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I think this season for yeah. Tuchel, it's just a case of almost getting your feet under the table and, um, and then trying to reduce the deficit that's been, that's there already. And, you know, I don't think Chelsea, I know they're not too far away from, you know, top of the league, um, but I don't potentially see them winning the league this year. I mean, who knows it's it's football, anything can happen, but you know, it might just be that he targets say the FA cup um, or, and goes for that, gets Chelsea into a decent uh, spot in the champions league um as well but yeah I think as a Chelsea fan looking at it obviously yes you're gutted upset that a club legend um you know was sort of halfway through his contract at at the club and, and has been sacked but actually you're getting somebody who is still fairly young in his managerial career but has a lot of experience um you know he's been at Mainz he's been at Dortmund been at PSG but he knows how to win um, and I think it's one thing knowing how to win as a player, because Frank ultimately did that, you know, he he won um near enough everything at club level um that there was for him to win. Um but I think as yeah. a manager it's it's completely different. Um, you know, as a player, you're the one that's getting psyched up by somebody else, whereas as a coach, you're the one that's got to do it. Um so like I say, there's 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 that difference there. Um, but like I say, I think because he knows how to win. Um, and almost get over the line. I think you know it's a fairly shrewd um, appointment from from Chelsea because, like I say, he's a he's a very good coach, very good manager, um, and I think he will look to get the best out of Verner, um, especially who's been on a barren barren run. Um, you know, missed the penalty against Luton, um, and there's yeah. missed some really really big chances in games. Um, so. Yeah, but I think as well, Frank almost didn't know, again, where to play Timo Werner. Does he play him out on the left with him cutting in? Does he play him through the middle? Um, But I think playing Werner through the middle, he liked to play on the shoulder and almost drift out wide. And I definitely saw that when he was at Leipzig. Um, But Werner played in a front two at Leipzig. He's now playing up top on his own. He did. Um, Yeah. So I think with the fact that he was able, because he was drifting, it was like, OK, I can do that because actually we've got uh, another centre forward, say, in the box. We've got that presence in the box. So I don't know if that's what made Frank almost play him out wide or the fact that he was a bit short on wingers um, and, and just needed somebody to to kind of do a shift and do a job. But, um, yeah, like I say, I think with Tuchel, again, he may, he may even go to a little bit more of a four-two-two-two. Two, two. Um, and, and try and perhaps get Werner alongside Abraham, see how that works, or Giroud, um, and almost go back to sort of two wingers, maybe Hudson-Odoi, Pulisic, and then uh, you know it could be Kante and, and any a other say in that in that central midfield midfield role. But no, it'll be interesting to see what Tuchel does with the players at his disposal. Um, and I don't know, obviously, if he'll bring anybody in. Um, obviously, he's only got a few days left of the transfer window. So it will probably be a case of um, working with what he's got, but it'll be interesting to see how he, how he gets across his, his ideas for sure.
1: Great. Um, in terms of you mentioned about, you know, dealing with the players at disposal, I think a question that just popped into my head that I wanted to ask you is if you could identify three players which three players would you identify would benefit from his arrival and maybe three players that actually may not benefit so you're looking at both sides here I think yeah. I'm, I'll put you on the spot there but yeah, just definitely. like yeah.
0: um, I think you know obviously we're speculating at this stage um, I think Werner will definitely benefit um, and I think because as, as as we've seen right the Premier League is a league that's completely different from any league in the world in the sense yeah. that, you know, West Brom, who are fighting for their lives, go and nick a point at Anfield and at, and, at, um, and at the Etihad. Very rarely in other leagues would you see a team that's fighting relegation go and nick a point at one of the top teams. Um, so I think Werner will will benefit um, because of the, it's, it's evident that he's taking a little bit of time to settle in now, if you've got somebody there who can speak the same language as you... Now, I know football in itself is like a universal language, um, but just the little bits off the pitch or, you know, in training where, you know, you can have, like, little chats with, with players and be like, right, OK, this is what I want you to do, da, 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 da. But obviously, Tuchel can do that in German, so Werner will feel a little bit more comfortable, I think, um, with that. Um be interesting as well to see who defensively perhaps will will shine you know it I know Rudiger's just got back into the side but now is he going to be a player that then gets you know more game time and establish a partnership say with Thiago Silva who seems to be uh, the number one centre-back um, at, at Chelsea so Rudiger might benefit um, I think as well maybe Jorginho could could uh could benefit I emphasize the word could in there Good, okay <laughs> um, because he it's almost that Jorginho Verratti uh, they're very similar yeah, types, yeah, yeah. Of types of players I just think that perhaps Verratti has a bit more of an engine on him we've seen in the past Jorginho struggled to get around the pitch um, so it might be that actually Jorginho benefits because he can say to Tuchel can perhaps say to Jorginho, look, this is the sort of role that I see you playing for me and, and within the team and within the setup. Um I don't know if Jorginho is injured currently because he hasn't featured for a for what seems a, a short while at, at Chelsea. Um so yeah I think Jorginho could be one that, that benefits um as well in terms of players who may not uh benefit um Sammy Abraham, perhaps. Obviously, it depends on the way Tuchel goes. Does he play with the one through the middle and the two wingers, as you suggested, or does he go with more of a front two? Um, But I think Abraham may not benefit because I don't... I don't kind of... If I could pinpoint Abraham as a particular type of striker, like, I don't think he's a target man. I don't think he's a poacher or fox in the box. Um, So... He may not benefit if it, and I think as well with Giroud, you know, as I as I mentioned a few weeks back, probably the most underrated player in the Premier League. It might work in the sense that Giroud is that target man, and then Werner can look to play off of him, um, you know, and almost yeah. Because I think at, at Leipzig it was Patrick Schick um, up top uh, with with Timo Werner or Yusuf Polson um, again yeah. uh, another sort of target man. Um, so yeah, Abraham may not benefit. Um, again I, I know you mentioned about the quality of, of Hakim Ziyech but if I look at two cool um, especially at Dortmund and uh, at PSG he sort of had the pace in the wide areas and as I mentioned I don't think Ziyech kind of brings that um, brings that pace so he may opt to go with say Hudson-Odoi or Pulisic out wide um, if that's the case then Ziyech may not get too much of a looking out, out in that, those positions so Ziyech may not may find himself a little bit out of the side um, as well. Um, and then maybe, you know, it's it's time for um Christiansen. Perhaps I don't think he'll he'll benefit too much. I know he didn't really play too much this season anyway, which was a, a bit of a, a strange one um considering that he sort of broke into the Chelsea team under Sarri mainly. Um played a little bit last season. Um, hasn't featured too much this so um, yeah we'll we'll definitely see but I definitely sort of see those six or however many players I mentioned kind of benefiting or or actually not um, benefiting from from Tuchel coming in I don't know if you had anything to to add on the back of that or any any other players any different Um, players
1: I think you've touched on I think you didn't mention Kai Havertz, I think Kai Havertz is another person that may benefit from his arrival, like you said, in, relating, in similarity to Timo Werner, the fact that they're both German, um, I think the whole German core Chelsea will probably benefit from Thomas <laughs> coming in, uh, but I think especially for Kai Havertz, I think Thomas sitting down with him and saying, okay, we haven't got the best up, you know, you have, you've struggled first half of the season, Like and then I think that kind of relatability, the fact that he's German, I think will kind of settle both Timo and Kai down. I think we may see the best of Kai Havertz the second half of the season. Um, Another player that I think will benefit is Christian Pulisic. I personally am in love with Christian Pulisic as a player. He's an extraordinary uh, player. I think for people, I think he was obviously injured this first half of the season when he came, and then uh, he then had that hat trick at Burnley, which we never expected. And then just sort of kicked on from there slowly, slowly. I think when Project Restart happened, he was absolutely phenomenal. I think he was he was on a, he was hitting a purple patch way. I think he was just scoring pretty much every game, and it was the range of goals that he was scoring. It was kind of poachers' goals, of headers. Then he could hit one of his weak foot. I think he did one against Crystal Palace. Just went boom, top bins, and it was just yeah. I think obviously his time at Dortmund, uh, Pulisic actually broke through the squad, and it was Thomas who was in charge. So um, I think that's another player that I think will benefit. In terms of the people who wouldn't benefit, I think you've pretty much covered everything. I think I'm, except for Reese James, I think, and Ben Chilwa. I'm worried about the rest of the English core. I think you mentioned one of the benefits of actually Frank Lampard being there is the young English core that he was, like, he was building. It seemed that that was happening at the club. And you look at Mason Mount, if he doesn't get, you know, a shoe in, then it, that might go to Kai Havertz. Um, I think you mentioned about the fact that, you know, he will probably play with fast wingers. So Hudson-Odoi may benefit from his arrival, but I'm worried about the rest of the youngish core and even the academy, because I think Frank, with his limited resources, had, like you said, he had to turn to youth, but he was able to identify some of the youth, like you mentioned, Billy Gilmore. So you look at, you know, young players, they see the arrival of Thomas Tuchel and they, they think can I actually now break through the squad with that kind of manager in charge or, you know, will it was it actually better when Frank was in because Frank would actually look at us and see that, you know, so I, I, I think I look at, I would say a group of young players at the Chelsea Academy as well as, you know, ones trying to break into the first team. I kind of worry for them as well because um, I think obviously you look at the likes of other clubs. You mentioned Chelsea have a great academy, but, it seems that, you know, they keep shipping out all these, you know, talented young players on loan. I think Lucas Piazzon had an interview recently talking about his time at Chelsea and how he struggled and how, you know, there was a lot of talented crop of players, but they just, even though he trained pre-season before the season would start, he had an idea that he wouldn't actually break through into the first team. There was no kind of trust or kind of like belief that, you know, he could actually make a difference. So it's a sad thing, but... Um, yeah, I think that those are sort of the things I would add to what you mentioned regarding the players. Yeah.
0: I think as well Nels, just to pick up on your point about those academy players coming through, I think what also helped Frank Lampard was Jody Morris. Um because Jody Morris was a youth team coach at, at Chelsea, so yeah. if there was perhaps a player that was impressing uh and you know the guys at the academy were saying to Frank, you know, you've got to take a look at this particular player. Um and then he can almost turn to Jody Morris and go, Jody, what is this player actually like? Um, and because Jody would sort of know about them, he can sort of say that yes, they're ready, or just we'll 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 monitor this particular player over us over a period of time before we uh, we say yes. So I think that was another thing that um, that helped Frank Lampard um, in his in his time uh, At Chelsea, and also, as well, is that you've got I think I personally think you had a nice balance between the two because Frank literally achieved, like I say, pretty much everything as a player, um, you know, played in big tournaments, won the Champions League, and things like that. But you also had Jody Morris, who had the ability to have a decent career, but it didn't quite go to plan. So it's almost that when they are giving these instructions, obviously, yes, you want to listen to Frank Lampard, he's the manager, and things like that, but also. With Morris giving his his own ideas and opinions, um, you can sort of say, well, if somebody was to kick up a little bit of a fuss, you can he can turn around and say, well, if you don't do this, you'll end up like me, for example, or you'll end up like you know other players he can use as an example, um, and then you won't end up being the player that you want to be. Um, so I think that that particular balance there was was really really nice um, at, at Chelsea at that particular time with. With Frank um, being there, so yeah, um, just a final one from me, Nelson. What do you um, see Chelsea achieving now for for the rest of rest of the season? Um, as we've mentioned, with the imminent arrival of, of the German Thomas Tuchel, uh,
1: in the words of Roy Keane, I think it will have enough. They'll do enough to stay up. You know, there's nothing wrong for them to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> they'll do enough. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, they have enough to stay up. Uh, yeah, in the words of Rory Kini, I think they have enough to stay up. But to see, I think the five points off the top four. Um, so it will be interesting to see whether Thomas can get a run of form going, you know, with this Chelsea squad and actually break into that top four because it would be obviously bad for them to qualify under Frank and for Thomas to not actually qualify for the Champions League and it, it makes you think was that actually the right appointment to make if Thomas can't even get them into the Champions League especially the fact that we know that Frank like you said no tr- no money whatsoever to spend and had, lim- had to work pretty much the youngsters so um, I think they'll finish in the top six I actually think they'll finish outside the top four um, I think they'll finish fifth um, in terms of FA Cup run, I think they'll get as far as the quarterfinals. I don't think they will. Like, I think if for Thomas, I think for, for me, is if, if, it's just, if it's your first time in the Premier League, I think it'll, we all know how difficult the league is, but you've got an opportunity to make a good cup run. So I think he should target that to try and bring a trophy and convince someone like you know Roman Abramovich that, yeah, I'm the guy to stick with. Um, but I don't think they'll make it that far. We mentioned, I think, who are they facing in the Champions League round of 16? Uh, who, who have they got drawn? I'm trying to think. I, I can't really. Pinpoint. I'm gonna.
0: I'm gonna be honest and say I'm not 100 percent sure uh, who Chelsea have yeah. got in the in the last 16 of Champions League. So I do apologize. Frank, I think
1: for, no, it's okay. I mean, I think I'm just trying to think because Frank did really well to get them to finish top of the group. I think they only lost one game, or I'm not sure how many they lost that game, but. Um, they had a good Champions League group they finished top and obviously when you finish top you end up getting kind of lower you know to finish second but I actually think they've got a tough uh, tie I can't remember I, I do believe they have a tough tie We we'll have to check <laughs> I have to check when this is or a if road any road. if
0: any Chelsea fans want to let us know then, then please do please do let us know yes
1: um, but I don't think they'll get far in the Champions League we all know he did well with PSG but obviously you look at quality that PSG had. They've got two superstars in Neymar and Mbappé and, you know, no offense to the, the no disrespect to the, rest of the Chelsea squad. Um, there's a lot more that um I, I just don't think he'll get them that far. I think, obviously, they're out of the Carabao Cup. So, yeah, I, th- I think they're going to finish in the top six. They'll finish fifth, in my opinion. Um, but I don't think they he won't win any domestic, you know, trophies whilst he's there, FA Cup, or I don't think they'll get far in the Champions League. So, um, that's my prediction for Thomas Tuchel's time in charge uh, what about you Les what do you think um, where do you think they'll finish where do you think I
0: think that they will they will finish fifth I agree with you on that um, yeah I think they'll finish fifth in the league um, this is just a real hard one because it's like you know that Chelsea are capable of going on a bit of a run Um yeah especially when tight, ty- when sort of things are against them, they sometimes pull out performances um, out of absolutely nowhere. Uh, I think we've seen that a few times over the years, um, but yeah, I think they'll finish fifth in the league. I think they will get to the quarters of the, of the champions league. Um, and I think they'll get to the semis of the FA cup. Um, that's just that's just what I, I think. Um, but yeah, no, completely agree in terms of the fact they're not too far off of the top four. And actually, I don't think they're a million miles away from the title race. Um, but I just, I think Chelsea's problem has been inconsistency. Um, yeah. So I think perhaps, you know, Tuchel coming in, just want to find a bit of consistency in, in one way or another. Um, agree with you, perhaps they might try and target a cup. Um, so I think maybe... Um, Obviously, it's draw dependent, um, but I think they may just sort of come unstuck um, in the in the latter stages of of those sorts of tournaments. Um, as you said, there with the the superstars that he had at PSG, uh, no disrespect to Chelsea, they're just on a on another level, really, uh, were were PSG. So yeah, I don't see them winning the Champions League. I think there's there's a lot more teams that are probably better placed and better suited to win the Champions League. Um, so yeah, like I say, I think quarterfinals for the for them and semi-final um, for for the uh, FA Cup, and then uh, they may they may sort of just lose out. But I think I think they'll be in a in a position next season to challenge again if if, yeah. Tuchel, if Tuchel gets the uh, gets the tools to to do it because we may find that actually. If he doesn't win anything, then he might be out the door and we might be having a similar situation, say in in six months time. Um, so yeah, no, definitely we will we will have to see uh for sure. But guys, that is it um for us and, and for today. Uh we apologize for any uh technical issues that, that uh we had um during during the, the episode. Um nelson next week make sure you put 50p in the meter for your uh for your wi-fi to to work <laughs> that would uh, that would help um obviously this year this is on youtube so make sure you like comment your thoughts on anything that me and nelson have said uh make sure you subscribe as well hit that notification bell so you know every time that we post um and also follow us on spotify and social media for more content um, at WM32 Football for those. And also, the online shop is now live and direct. Um, so, as it's payday week, make sure you treat yourself uh, to a bit of WM32 Football merchandise. Um, all it leaves me to say is, Nelson, thank you very much for your time. Um, and we hope to see you soon. So, take care and stay safe.
1: Thank you. Stay safe, everyone.